Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Muck and Jeff podcast on a President's Day, Monday, February 17th. Happy President's Day, Jeff. Mark Perry, how are you? Jeff Flurry, good to be with you. I'm not doing too bad. So I think there's kind of two people, two types of folks on, on President's Day. There are those that, that understand it, take the bull by the horns, go enjoy it, and there are those that just kind of it come it actually comes to them they're like oh god i'm not going to get mail i'm not going you know i'm not going to get response from email and it and it's a wasted day and you know what we're not doing we're not wasting this day we're not we're going to put together uh you know again something for our, our subscribers to up uh, to really enjoy so what the heck are we doing jeff we're going to be doing a weekly podcast um hosted by experts we're experts we're sports parents we're athletes but why does our audience want to listen to us? I think it's a good question. I think the the landscape of youth sports today is um, something that I have embraced as a parent. There's no question about it, and I love it. And it's it's ingrained in my life and my lifestyle. But it, it, it quite frankly, I think it's out of control. It is out of control. Um, the way that um, the way that things shake out with youth sports, with travel sports. Um, do you know? That there is a lack of what we would call house programs because everybody has to be travel. There's a lack of house programs because everybody has to be travel. I think that that's um, I think that's a topic in itself. I I'll bet you I don't know a third of the half of the people that are listening to this podcast may not even know what a house program is. But you know I, what? I think you're right. By the time we're, we're, we're done with this podcast, and by the time we're done, you know, educating our, our followers, I think everybody will. So. so it's all about expectations, don't you think? Expectations are important. Um, and setting the expectations are even more important, right? So before we jump into our topic today, which is where should I place my bets with my child, which is going to be just an absolutely phenomenal topic. I want to make sure we call out, you know, the, the, the podcast in itself and how we how we want to do things because just in the title, we talked about a podcast for about youth sports with a comedy spin on it. But I think what do we all have in common? First of all, we have the fact that we really want to see our kids succeed socially, developmentally, athletically. Um, but what we what do we really want? We 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 want to just get really super frustrated and, and and be the best possible snowplow parent or the best possible helicopter parent in our child's journey. Ha ha ha. Jeff, do you feel that same way? And do you feel like you're doing everything that you can to know about sports and be the best possible helicopter parent you can be? I mean, I don't think you have a choice. If you are in the travel sports arena, which a lot of us are, um, you're you're forced into a lifestyle that you didn't necessarily think was going to be brought to you and it is um and it's all about expectations and we've talked you know just you and i off the air about you know what's the proper expectation what is the goal what are you trying to do with your kids are you trying to ingratiate your kids into championship teams because you're chasing a championship are you trying to develop are you trying to um brag about your kid and his sports successes? I mean, what really is the goal? What's the expectation here? I think we're going to try to figure that out. But what, what gives us, what gives you, what gives we 
the right to be on this podcast and bestow two things. First of all, you know, how are we going to instruct you to be the best possible snowplow parent? And also, we're going to conclude with a golden rule at the end that I think will be far outweigh the 99 cents that you'll be paying um, for this podcast. But what gives us the right to do that? First of all, I want to I want to digress just just a little bit, and I want to. I don't think that everybody is familiar with the concept or the vocabulary. Let's make sure that we're on the same page vocabulary-wise. What's a snowplow parent and what's a helicopter parent? I think you probably could figure it out. But give us a definition. I'll give you a definition if you can give me some good case studies. I don't want to get too far into this, but, but, let's, uh, but let's do that. So a helicopter parent, right? We take an overprotective or excessive interest in the life of their child or their children. Got it. Now, the snowplow parent is really the helicopter parent of the other helicopter parent. The snowplow parent, according to Webster's Dictionary, and more importantly, Mark Perry, is defined as a person who constantly forces obstacles out of their children's paths. They have their eye on the future success of their child, and anyone or anything that stands in their way has to be removed. I would remove, removed, and say crushed or destroyed, eviscerated, etc. So that that that's the definition. Those are the folks that we really want to take a good look at and have some fun with. Guilty is charged on both. <laughs> um, so what I did. So I have. Three, my name's Jeff Fleur. I have a law firm in Birmingham. Um, there's a great deal of boredom associated with it, and that's why I'm really looking forward to being with you, Mark, on this on the Muck and Jeff podcast. Um, I can tell you that um, um, if there's a such thing as a helicopter with a snowplow on the front of the helicopter, that was me. Um, so I have two daughters, um, both who are swimmers, and I have a son that plays four sports. And what I decided to do in 2012 and 2013 is just create my own planet. I was going to, um, you know, create a baseball team, a travel baseball team, uh, and I did, called the Rochester Rays. My son was on it for five years. We went to Cooperstown. We won that tournament. It was all great. But I was going to, um, the rules were going to be dictated by me, and I think that is the definition of a, of a helicopter parent for sure and likely a snowplow parent because Jack was going to play travel baseball whether he liked it or not. That's what I did. What did you do? I'm really glad you asked. I, I, you know, being a, 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 an, an athlete, a sports ninja, and a unbelievable parent, I, I just want to be as competitive with that as possible. I don't know that I can. So what did I do to, uh, to ingratiate myself into the helicopter parents and the snowplow parents? Well, I started my own baseball team too. Uh, you know, back in the day, and this was this was a while back, but I think it's going to pertain to a lot of subscribers out there. I wanted to build my own dynasty of uh, of championships, enrichment, and everything with my child at the center, and the nucleus was going to be his friends and family, et cetera, et cetera. And you know that that certainly turned into um, um, a moderately successful four year. But it really gave me a good perspective in terms of, you know, how hands-on I can be, but also how hands-on other parents can be. So, you know, Jeff, I think it's an important topic to cover for our subscribers and our listeners because they're taking their hard-earned wages and giving it to this podcast. What are we experts in? 
Well, I, I don't know what you're an expert in, but I can tell you that um, for the large part, I'm an expert in nothing, but I'm an expert in this particular topic because I've spent the better part of 12 years trying to understand um, what the proper expectation is for my kids, what the proper expectation is for my kid's parent, who is me, and you know how to handle this all going forward. And I can only tell you that what I come away with at the end of the day is that the landscape in youth sports, and in particular travel youth sports, and we'll get into whether or not there is even any rec leagues anymore. I don't even think there is. Um, I, uh, I was attempting to make the best possible experience for my son. I feel that I succeeded. And I would imagine that everybody that starts a team or teams uh, feels that way at the beginning and likely feels that way in the middle. And at the end, they can take their hat off and say, you know what, I did my kid proud and my kid's a better athlete for having gone through this with me. And, you know, notwithstanding the fact that um, in the baseball realm, uh, I knew that I was not an expert in baseball, but I did know how to find the experts and train my kids, which which leads us to the next question, which is the proper expectation. What is the proper expectation for the world that we live in in youth travel sports? It's crazy. Yeah, let's dive into that. The proper expectation, uh, well, in fact, let, let's take a step back uh, because I think it, uh, the, the, the Michigan State basketball team here is a good example in setting expectations and then perhaps not living up to expectations. Jeff, how's Michigan State doing this year? It's amazing. They So I, I don't remember in recent past, and I follow sports. I'm Look, I, I don't know every name of every player or their shooting percentage, but uh, I went to Michigan State. My colleague Mark here did as well. We love the university. Um, it has certainly undergone a tremendous amount of turmoil of recent, but uh, it's a good example in expectation setting or completely blowing away expectations to the negative. Michigan State preseason number one college hoops. They are unranked currently, and um, they are trending toward a 500 record. And my question to you would be, they, there's a preseason number one ranking. How does it get that way? I mean, obviously the media, but what does the media rely on in order to set that expectation? Michigan State currently is not good. How were they the number one team in the land at one point in time? They may not make the tournament the way they're going. (laughs) And how does that tie back to our subscribers and their children? I think this is a great tie back. All right, so... Here's my my humble expert opinion, and, and from a background standpoint, you know, I've been an IT consultant now for about 20 years, and I understand technology very well. I've, I've implemented a lot of technology, both for large enterprises and commercial, but more importantly, for sports teams, because parents love data. And more importantly, parents seem to love data um, so much that they will consume the data interpret the data and provide you feedback on the quality of the data, even though it's data. So where should I place my bets and how does this tie back? I think the interesting thing is that when, when, when college sports, you know, sets expectations, largely it's going to come from, yes, the media. So the national press, ESPN, Fox, local press, the media is going to have a lot to do with 
you know, generally sped it, spreading the word on how good that team's going to be, whether it's a football team or a basketball team, et cetera. Let me interrupt you. Where does the media get their information to set an expectation that Michigan State was the number one team? Obviously, Tom Izzo had some comments in that regard. I mean, you know, Tom Izzo has a lot of credibility with the with the media. He's the coach of Michigan State, of course, that we all know and love. And um, I just don't understand how it could be the case that it could be this far off. Well, I, you know, part of me says the media is going to get the data from the media, but there's multi-levels of the media. You're going to talk about recruits, and I think this is going to tie back to the kids that we're all parenting. But at the end of the day, each athlete's going to have some, I don't know, uh, uh, data assigned to them, whether they're a four, five-star recruit, a four-star recruit, a three-star recruit. And in baseball, Jeff, how, for, for a case study with the Rays, like how do you, how do you um, designate a player's potential? Do you do a four, three, two, one star? How are you going to put kids in for tryouts and other things? Well, I never did a star system, but I mean, literally it's, I mean, it's, it, it, it actually, when it comes down to being the coach and the tryouts of a youth baseball team, hockey team, soccer team, whatever it is, pretty easy. I mean, if you know what you're looking for, and I have been told now by various baseball experts over the course of the years what to look for and what drills to use at the tryouts in order to ascertain whether or not you're looking for the proper thing. Um, You know, you make mistakes over the years, but I mean, in the tryouts, in the case of the Rochester Rays, we got the best kids because our team was successful in year one. And then the next several years, including this past year, we have a reputation for having won. We have an expectation for having won. Those kids then know that because they look at the records, they look at the North Oakland Baseball Federation standings, which are online. They do whatever, like you said. They look for data, they look to interpret it, and they look to change it so that it goes in the direction that they want their mindset to go. Okay? Our baseball team was very simple. The best kids made the team, and I didn't, honestly, Mark, I didn't care whether or not they looked like they were going to be good in two, three, four years. I cared that they were good now. Well, let's make the distinction then because I think your point in a way supports, and I think your point has a tendency to shit on my point. The the point that you're making here is that, you know, hey – you know, how does a college program, whether it's basketball, swimming, wrestling, how's that going to be publicized? Largely, it's going to be through the media and the media can feed on itself, but it's also going to be publicized through, you know, the coaches and what kind of recruits the coaches feel like they're getting, whether those recruits are going to fit into the team. Um, so I think that, that you know, what, what youth sports is going to miss and why we can't compare um, – you know, our local club basketball team to uh, to any college or pro teams is that there, there's really no media or is there. And that's that's the big thing that you talked about is, you know, how are we going to determine, like if I have a great hockey player and I'm choosing what team to put that hockey player on, where am I going to place my bets, okay? So from your, from your experience, um, how do you do that? I have my ideas, but I want to hear from you too. Well, you, just, think, you just moved into a community. How are you going to determine that your what team your little all star is going to be on if you don't have the national or local news media? It's a hundred percent word of mouth. Hundred percent word of mouth based upon the parents. Um, there is not going to be 
typically a website that you can go to that says to input Johnny's age and weight, to input the length of his arms, to input his bat speed, and to otherwise determine whether your child is at the age of 8, 9, or 10, a 1-star, 2-star, 3-star, 4-star, or 5-star. That's not going to happen. You show up at the tryouts because you know that the tryouts are there because they're published in you know various areas. It's all word of mouth, which which really is its own is its own world because it's the parents control the very data that they want to reject. Well, word of mouth is absolutely going to be part of that paradigm. It has to be. It's youth sports, and there are certain things like schools. And, and, and parents and cliques. But what about money? If I come into a new community and I've got a team that's five grand, I got a team that's three grand, and I got a team that's 900, is that going to weigh into the decision that I make, you know, for my child? It's an unbelievable question because without knowing... I what, already know the answer to the question. By the and way. I think I do too, but maybe we'll have our first argument on air. The $5,000 team sounds like it should be better because what else would you be paying for? The $900 team sounds like a fly-by-night operation, and there's no credibility in something that costs $900. I mean, dinner costs $900. (laughs) Well, we're about to have our our first argument because I I think that the answer is it comes down from – the coaches and the feedback from the coaches. On a $5,000 team, you're going to expect the best possible coach. And as a quality snowplow slash helicopter parent, you're going to want to get to know the coach. You're going to want to get to know the coach's day job. You're going to want to be able to influence that coach. And you're going to want to take that coach golfing or horseback riding <laughs> or parachuting. But your number one job is to be a direct influencer over that coach. But how do you know that coach? <laughs> Nobody took me horseback riding. I'm pissed. <laughs> how do we know that coach isn't on the $5,000 team because his compensation exceeds his capabilities? There you go. It all comes down to the coaches, right? But don't you think there's credibility in the actual number? Do you think that the $5,000 team is better than the $900 team? It ought to be. It ought to be, and I think that's going to be a topic for another podcast, but I don't know. In fact, all this data and all this is is actually uh, prompting me to shut this podcast down immediately (laughs) and go into U-Sports analytics that can come up with these kinds of things because I don't think – that the most expensive team is going to be the best team unless word of mouth and the feedback, you know, from the word of mouth is going to support that, right? I, I, I can't disagree with that. And I understand, I understand, you know, the, the, the difference in what we're saying. And at the end of the day, it's probably half a dozen of one and six of the other. But it just, I think it's the, the expectation, you know, for the Michigan State basketball team, who's number one at preseason, is the same as the coach that charges $5,000, right? I mean, it's it's a veritable unknown. Uh-huh. It is a veritable unknown. So let's talk about chasing, you know, what, what the right thing to do from a helicopter parent standpoint. I'm going to give you an example on this. So, you know, back in the day with my young man, um, we'll call him James, 
James was on the swim team at the club, and the club had compensated the coach very well. The club had a very good reputation. It was going to build a very good swimmer into James. But one day I came home from work, and, and my dear wife was very um, upset. And when I broke it down, the wife, my wife was very upset because the swim coach had called my son a lard ass. And that was not acceptable to me, and it was not acceptable to her that a coach would call my young man a lard ass. So Literally I, use the word lard. The lard ass. That's correct, Jeff. That's unbelievable. I know. I, my head exploded too. So what did I do? I did the right thing as a snowplow slash helicopter parent. I went back up to the club and I addressed him and I told him that he was a lard ass. Well, come to come to figure out, um, you know, my my beautiful son um, perhaps has not practiced as hard as he plays in future sports and was the coach right in doing that? Well, maybe not the right way, but he was probably on the right track. Yeah, Did I mean I, a personal insult like that? I mean, that's unacceptable, no? A personal insult is exactly what I'm talking about, right? I was chasing the championship, but wasn't willing to accept the ways that we get to the championship. So here's the here's the next question. Also known for most people as development. It's not. A championship is a championship. No, no, no. A championship I'm sorry. The is a trophy get... that sits on the goddamn mantle at home. Development is a completely different topic. Okay, but do you think there's no relationship between developing the players and then having a championship? Don't you have to develop the players to make them into champions? There's a direct correlation, but okay. we're talking about apples and oranges. Gotcha. So when I move into a new community and I immediately want to chase a championship, is it the same principle as you know finding the right team, or is it a different mathematical equation to chase the championship? And by the way, I have the answer to this one too. Oh, I can't wait to hear it because it sounds like the ultimate conundrum to me. <laughs> so you don't have an answer for this? I don't, not yet. I can't. I can't. I'm going to listen to your answer and then I'm going to denigrate it, and that's my answer. I so can't. You go I can't ahead. move to Birmingham, Alabama, and chase a championship based upon analytics and word of mouth. Absolutely, but what where, where, what are your analytics? What, the 5,000 as opposed to the 900? Yeah. Well, here are my analytics. I might be chasing the wrong thing. I think we've already lost the championship. If you're going into a youth sports culture to chase the trophy and chase the championship, I, I, I think you may have already lost. You don't get it. I think. Or have I? No, I think that's right. I, I think chasing the championship is where most people put their bets. And development is where most people don't put their bets. Is there a that's my question? That's not my question was: Is there a correlation between developing athletes and making them good, and then those athletes on the same team winning? There's no one on this. There's not one subscriber that 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 is going to appreciate the fact that you're putting out there. The most obvious question on the planet, of course, development goes into championships and every championship program is going to tell you that the development is going to produce a championship. But this thing called development is very subjective. Very. It's going to, it's going to be subjective based upon the coach's plans. Uh, the team's mission statement, is it, is it there to develop your kid? Is it, quite frankly, is your kid there to develop this reputation for the for the for the team and I'm going to give some lacrosse programs here in town, you know, a real good um, you know, case study in that, right? You can be a very talented lacrosse player 
moving in from New York, New Jersey, Boston, and you can go try out for Brother Rice. But you know what? The fact that you were not part of the development program of Brother Rice means you're not going to play at Brother Rice. Yeah, yeah, because... So is that about the development of your child, or is your child a means to an ends in chasing a championship? I think it's absolutely what it's the latter, for sure. And, and you know, look, I mean, the helicopter parent really probably doesn't care whether chasing the championship and developing the player are on the same par. They just assume that if they're on a good team, they must be getting developed because it wouldn't be on a good team. You don't well, the, win. Well, the good helicopter parent would actually choose the career and career location based upon the sport of their child. I agree with that. That's what that's what the 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 the, the banker in New York City will choose the secondary market whether it's Chicago, St. Louis or Texas based upon whether or not little Jimmy will be throwing a lacrosse ball for Mount Holy Cross. Or Mount Buttface. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you want to be the absolute parent. Mount there butt is the face. now that now if you want to make your children successful, now you now, now there's an opportunity. Mount Buttface was the preseason number one, and it turns out that they suck. And they're a 500 team now. So what are you going to do about it? I'm not going to listen to the media, and I'm going to listen to Mark and Jeff about the proper ways to uh, to, to figure out how to place my bets. All so, right. uh, you know what, I, I want to digress right off the topic. I mean, are we taking calls today? Is that the way this works? What, I mean, what are we doing here? We when got I, some guests. What do we got? I mean, come on. We just sit here and talk to each other. You know what I mean? We can go to the bar and do that. Let's, let's, get, some, let's get some things to look forward to on the Muck and Jeff podcast. So are you implying that we're, uh, that we're not interesting, no. just the two of us? No, I think we're very interesting. But at some to, point to each time, other. To each other. To each but other. But at some point in time... I think we have to bestow a little value on the podcast to our listeners. I mean, what do we got? Are we going to have some coaches? Are we going to have some real people? What are we just going to talk about, you know, the OT here in Oakland Township? What do we got? All right, so this is is how things are going to work. Today we're not taking calls. Today is your chance to just, you know. Digest. We're kind of like that annoying rice salesperson at Costco where you can come up you can try the you can try the rice balls, see if you like them. Some will and some won't. But just picture me and Jeff in two white hairnets and two blue smocks serving you this podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, great. And if you don't, I think you could, should stick with us anyway. However, and pay the subscription at a minimum. At, at a, you're at a not bare minimum. To listen. Yes, just please this pay the de- subscription. There's development involved here. I mean, we're you and I look. You and I are not professional podcasters yes, we yet. Are. Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. Yes, we are. Great. Yes. I am going to add that to my title. Go. Continue. Yeah, what good. have we got to look forward to? Here's what we have to look forward to. We will be having super cool guests that will, will help us and help you, you know, manage and control where to place your bets in your life on an intelligent and humorous basis. So it ain't going to be today. Um, but it will definitely be coming up, and we have our uh, our actually our live um, uh, product launch coming up on March seventh at the Rochester Mills Brew, where our our uh, potential subscribers, investors, and just general fans of the show will be there. 
Uh, but but to answer your question, Jeff, we're going to have calls. We'll be taking calls and all those good things. But I think we just really want to, to kind of get the first podcast out. Right. Everybody understand, you know, what we're about, what the podcast is about. Maybe have a couple laughs and maybe help their their child along. All okay, right, so let's round it out. Let, let, I mean, we, yes, let's point. round it out. We've promised people a golden rule. Do you think we can pull that off today? Can we come up with a golden rule? I, I mean, I... I the golden rule, right? So, I mean, I think the takeaway from each podcast um, is certainly, you know, I would say that it's it's uh, it, you know it's a matter of your own opinion. But we're gonna help we're gonna help you out. No, no, no. This is a golden rule. It's not an opinion. It's no, a no, no, fact. No. Let me finish. It's a stone. I understand. Let me it's finish. A stone fact. Okay. If you're gonna sit here and interrupt me during this thing, <laughs> then this is gonna be a short-lived podcast. Okay. Here's the deal. All right. Is the golden rule emanates from the from what we've been discussing today, okay? And uh-huh. there is some amount of development in our own podcast. I mean, we're, we're not perfect. So what is the golden rule? Here's what I think the golden rule is, and I hope that everybody appreciates this. We all want, um, we're all going to need to compete in this world, and we're all going to want to spend time, you know, together as families and friends in this world. I think that's the, uh, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs baseline. I think you're going to need to develop, you know, whomever it is uh, in anything that there's passion about, right? Whether it ends up being cheerleading, squash, lacrosse, hockey, football, you know, let, um, you know, if, if, if you let the child kind of channel their interests, then, then I think that we're probably, but there's a bigger thing here. And I think it's societal integration. I, I think the, the, the very fact that you're on this podcast and you're on your device is a symptom of the decline of, of Western society. Too many kids are on the phone. There's too much individual stuff. The better you can integrate into society, the better you can do. And by the way, I don't know if you ever want to get a job in the future, but there's things called teams, you know, that you're going to need to be a functional contributing part to. Yeah, there's and you'll be rated company. on that. No, there's things called companies. Yes. And every company is a team. Yes, and every so, company teamwork. is a team. Yes, yes. So here's our golden rule. Um, you know what? Go find the best possible team based upon word of mouth, based upon feedback from the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. But when you start chasing that championship or you start chasing the, the, the further development after the child is either developed or uninterested, you may be going into the Mark and Jeff red zone and you do not want to go into the Mark and Jeff red zone because that means it's ugly. the helicopter just crashed. And now all of a sudden... Into the snowplow. You're getting a phone call on Father's Day or Mother's Day instead of an in-person visit. So (laughs) with that, I would like to conclude the podcast for the day. Jeff, it's been delightful being with you. Mark, it was my pleasure to be with you today and to talk about um, whatever it is that we talk about. But I think there's there's value in this, and I think there's value going forward, and we're going to... Um, we're gonna. We're, I'm excited about this because I want to hear what people have to say at some point. But uh, until then, they're gonna hear what we have to say, which is the golden uh, conclusion of the day. So everyone have a great President's Day, and we'll talk soon. Take Thanks, care, Mark. Bye.